0: Welcome to Big Dave's Money and Marriage Podcast, where I want to help you create the life you want to live. I am your host, Big Dave, a husband, dad, pastor, and certified financial coach. We're broadcasting live from Grateful Studios. We're the number one podcast for practical, marital, and financial advice. I hope you're ready because this is the show where your money and your marriage take center stage. All right, we're back with episode 13. But hey, let me ask you this real quick. Have you fallen into the trap? You say, "What well, what trap, Dave? Well, the, the trap, the lazy money trap of not saving. <laughs> that's the money trap. That's, that's the trap that you live your life, you're spending, spending, spending with no regard for the future. Well, this episode, episode 13, is all about saving for your kid's college. Three ways to invest for your kid's future. Listen, do you know how many people that I personally know That have actually saved for their kids' future. That have actually done it. They've saved for their kids' college. And I know on social media everybody's got thousands of people, thousands of followers, thousands of friends. But I only actually know about a you know a few hundred people. And out of those few hundred people, right, only a few dozen of them are like really close friends. But I can count on one hand out of the hundreds of people, the thousands of people that I've come in contact with, I've talked to, that I know, I can count on one hand. The amount of parents that I actually know, they really did invest for their kids college and they did it. it. Guys, it's slim to none. It's few and far between. But listen, don't don't tune out today. Okay, don't tune out. If you didn't save for your kids college or you haven't saved for their future yet, that does not make you a bad parent. Okay, so calm down. Don't be don't be throwing stones at me. All right, but but having money for your kids to use for college is a blessing. It's not an entitlement. Okay? So if you can, that's great. But if you can't, Well, that's what today's episode's for. So I want to help guide you, inspire you to start getting your financial life into shape so that you can save up for them, for your beautiful kids, your wonderful, smart, brilliant kids, you can help save for them and help them get their life started on the right path as a young adult with no debt so that they can end up being, listen, I don't want them end up being one of those crazy college kids with hundreds or or thousands of dollars in in student loan debt that hinders them from their career, hinders them from starting a family, it hinders them from getting married and affording that that wedding ring and, and have kids on their own. And I know people like that. They've put their life on pause because they have thousands of dollars in student loan debt and they just can't afford it they can't afford to do anything so uh it's up to you mom and dad okay you can do this if you are willing to sacrifice now for a greater reward later so hey episode 13 save for kids college three ways to invest your money for your kids future you guys stay tuned we'll be right back <music> So let me ask you this. Do you know how much student loan debt is the average for the average college student to graduate? Have you ever thought about it? Do you think it's like 5 grand, maybe 10 grand, 15 grand? Well, think again. The average college student graduates with a student loan debt at a whopping $40,000. And guys, that's just the average, okay? I know people who went to school and did $10,000 with a student loan debt. And I know someone right now trying to pay off theirs is $80,000. So, the 40 is just the average, okay? And and in, in America alone there's nearly 1.6 trillion dollars in student loan debt. Okay. That's unbelievable. Most college graduates, guys, they're going to be lucky to pay their student loans off before their kids start college. So listen, as a parent, guys, you're, you're probably thinking, is there a better, is there a better way? Uh, Is there another route we can take? Well, there is, and that's what this episode today is for. Three ways for you to save for your kid's future, all right? You can start saving for college um, very easy, very, very quickly. You can do this with focused dedication and hard work, careful planning, and it is possible for your child to go through college and not rack up $40,000 in student loan debt. So, you know, one question, well, when should I start? Well, as soon as possible, crazy. That's when you start, right? It's, it's as soon as you start to take care of this thing, it's going to help your kids. So starting a, a college fund is it's a great goal, but you know, that's, that's not the only goal. Okay. You need to pay off your debt. You need to have an emergency fund, mom and dad. Uh, you need to start saving for your, for your retirement before you jump into saving for your kid's college. Okay. You got to take care of you first because you got to take care of your family. So you need to get out of debt. You need to have emergency fund, and you need to start saving for your future first, Uh, and then we'll start looking at the kid's future, the kid's college. So this is uh, very important, but don't put the cart before the horse, okay? You got to take care of you first. So number one, first thing, uh, you know, education savings account is what we're looking at. Number one, the ESA, this is basically just an educational uh, IRA. It works just like a Roth IRA that you would open up at your local uh, brokerage firm, investment firm. For wealth management. Um, And this is just for educational expenses. So, number one, it's an ESA, Educational Savings Accounts, Educational IRA. Um, if you invest in good growth stock mutual funds, guys, you can average 10%. Okay. You can average totally 10% the whole way through, um, the mutual funds that my daughter is in. She's been averaging 12 and 14%. Okay. Last year was ridiculous. 30 something percent. Absolutely ridiculous. So every year it's going to be different. You'll have some 30% years. You'll have some negative 2% years. You never know, but average is going to be about 10%. But you know, $2,000 is what it allows you to invest Um, for your as per child per year. Okay. This is after tax dollars. So 2000 bucks per year, per child after tax dollars, and it's going to grow tax free. Okay. Tax free. And listen, if you start doing this when your child is born and by the time they're 18 guys, you, you have invested $36,000. That's, that's unbelievable. Okay. That's unbelievable. That's awesome. And with an average rate, right, ten percent, that thirty six thousand would grow to be a hundred grand by the time they start school. I mean, come on, guys, just two grand a year, y'all can do this, man. Totally can do this. I'm mean, just like one hundred eighty five bucks a month. I mean, you can totally, totally do this. Okay, I, I, listen, I really like the ESA account because it's a much higher rate of return than what you'd get at a just a regular savings account. Right, we just a regular old savings account at the bank. And listen, I know a guy. He's a great guy, hardworking guy, wonderful dad, had great intentions, but he started putting away a couple hundred bucks a month for his kids' college years and years ago when they were born, and he just put it in a normal savings account. And he got less than 1%, less than 1% the whole time, and he's been saving for 17 years. And, and and now that he's been through Financial Peace University and he's looked at this, he's like, oh my gosh, if I had just known this information, if I had just put it in a ESA or these other plans that we're going to talk about, he's like, man, they could have had three times that amount by the time they were 17 years old. And it's true. They could have. So ESA is very awesome. It grows tax-free. It's a variety of different investment options, whatever it is you believe in. One thing that I always teach is a good growth stock mutual funds. And it's got a higher rate of return than a regular savings account. So it's a no-brainer. Um, the only bad thing about the ESA is your contributions are kind of limited. I mean, you know, a lot of you guys want to put a whole lot more than just 2000 bucks a year in there, and I'm with you on that, right? Same thing here. So, you know, that's one kind of negative thing about it. But you also have to have an income limit to qualify. So, you know, if you make too much money, you may not be able to qualify for this. Um, and the amount must be used by the beneficiary by age 30. So, those are just kind of some, some pros and cons of whatnot. So, number one, ESA, Educational Savings Account or Educational IRA. Number two is a 529 plan. 529 plan. If you want to save more than just two grand a year uh, for your child's college expenses, for the educational expenses, uh, and you don't, maybe you don't meet the income requirements of the ESA, well, then the 529 plan could could be a great, great option for you, Uh, but you got to be careful. Some 529 plans may not be so good. You got to really look at the details of this because some, um, you know, you got to look for one that allows you to choose the funds. It allows you to choose, uh, the options, um, in the account, um, Sometimes these are called flexible plans, so you got to make sure that you pick the right 529 plan that you are in control of what it's invested in. Uh, so, like the SA, the 529 plan can be used for other educational expenses too. So that's kind of cool. So K through 12 tuition, vocational school, or even required college textbooks. Um, you know, you have the option to do that, and you know the right 529 plan. You could also transfer move funds over from one family mover one family member to the other. Uh, and some 529 plans won't let you do this, but again, you just got to look at the details. Look at the print and make sure you get the right ones so one of the good things about the 529 plan that i like is much much higher contribution rates right much much higher but it does vary by state but generally you can contribute um a couple hundred thousand dollars a year if you so choose so i mean that's plenty of plenty most people are nowhere near going to reach that in a year but you know basically the sky's the limit on this thing a couple hundred grand a year you can put in a 529 plan um and And it also grows tax free, so that's awesome, it absolutely grows tax free and there's not any income limits or restrictions uh based on your age so that's another thing. so the only negative thing about the the five twenty nine plan is that there are restrictions that will apply if you choose to transfer your five twenty nine plan funds to another child right, and it is education specific on the usage, so you cannot use this for anything but educational expenses. But 529 plan really is a great option. My financial advisor has one for his kids. He was telling me about it. But number three, this is where I land. This is where me and my wife land. Number three is the UTMA account or the UGMA account. Uh, And that stands for Uniform Transfer to Minors Act or the Uniform Gifts to Minors Act, UTMA or UGMA. And uh, listen, I really love this one because, you know, like I said, personally, this is the one we have for our daughter and and to for us, you know, We prefer it over the others, and I'll tell you why in just a minute. But, you know, if you've already done the ESA and, you know, a 529 plan, uh, or, you know, if you don't qualify for an ESA, then you can look into this UGMA plan because this is a great way to save for your kids. And the big, big, big thing I love about it is that you don't have to use it for for just educational expenses. You can use this for a lot of different things as long as it's for the child. Okay, this is just a custodial account. You are the custodian parents and when your child reaches the age of majority and every state's different, but most states is 18 or 21, but when your child reaches that that age of majority, then they are in control of the funds. Okay, they are 100% in control of the funds. um, But you know, this account is in the child's name. Okay, it's in the child's name, 100% it's theirs, but it's controlled by the custodian, the guardian, the parent. Until they reach that certain age, eighteen or twenty-one, then it's completely into their hands. Um, so basically, what you're doing is just opening up a mutual fund in your child's name, um, and you use this ukma or this ukma uh, to save for college. And you know, and when you do pull out to use it, I mean, you are taxed, you know, but it's reduced taxes. Um, you know, it's it's taxed on the child's tax rate. It's not tax-free. Um, but but listen. The big three things that we're saving up for is our our daughter's first car, right, age 15 or age 16, college at age 18, and then the wedding at age 45. (laughs) <laughs> Did I say 45? I meant 47. I'm just kidding. So whenever she decides to get married, um, that youngster, he better doggone be debt free, I'll tell you that much, um, but um, before he proposes to my daughter, and he better have an emergency fund. So uh, but wedding, whatever that is, age 25, age 26, 27, 30, wherever that is. So those are the big three things we're saving up for. So that's why we love the UGMA. We love the UGMA account because you know we're contributing monthly. Our mutual funds are killing it. Like I said, they're doing phenomenal, and it is growing just leaps and bounds every year and we can pull that out you're not supposed to touch it for the first five years if you do it'll be major penalties but um like i said we're not touching it at all until she turns 15 and we'll go get her a car and then when she's 18 she can start using it for college but here's the thing if she chooses not to go to school and that's this is a big thing you got to think about parents if if your child chooses not to go to school that money is not wasted Okay. That money's not wasted. She can use that and pull that money out to start her first business. She can totally do that. She can, if she decides to be a stay at home mom and her husband is the one that's going to be working and bringing home the money and she wants to be a stay at home mom and, and raise the kids, then she can pull that money out and they can use that as a down payment for their first home. So there's a lot of flexibility. That's really the big pro. That's really the big thing I love about the UGMA account is that the funds can be used for more than just college expenses. It's more flexible. Um, so, but you know, like I said, the only difficult thing about it, the only negative thing about it is they can use the money however they choose. Once they are that legal age, they could go off and just waste it buying a Lamborghini. Uh, so, you know, you're like, daggum, I've, you know, saved this whole time and you go blow the car, you know, blow, blow all your money on a car. But again, that goes back to my previous episode. Go, go listen to the previous episode about training your kids and teaching your kids about money uh, because that is crucial. So, you know, we're teaching our daughter how to manage, how to be a good steward, and she's going to do the right thing. So at least we hope. So hey, the biggest thing is to take care of your life first, uh, your future first, right? You get out of debt, you start investing, then and only then should you kick things into high gear to start saving and investing for your kid's future. Uh, And listen, and hey, listen hopefully they'll get scholarships. Hopefully they'll get grants. Hopefully they'll work part time and they don't even have to use all this money for school. And they can use it for, like I said, down payment on their first house or starting their own business or, or whatnot. So hey, I hope you learned something, something today. Hope you learned great about the ESA, the 529 plan, the UGMA account. You just want to get your kids going in the right direction. Listen, and most people listening to this, your parents did not save for your college. Most of the people listening today, you had to use debt to get through college. We don't. Want, we just want better for our kids. It's just that plain and simple. I want better for my daughter than what I had. I want to get her on that right path sooner. Because listen, I just learned all this stuff, guys, just a few years ago. If my daughter can learn this stuff now in in, in preschool and then now in primary and elementary and middle school, she's learning and implementing the saving, the working hard, the budgeting, the the investing. I mean. She's going to be leaps and bounds ahead of most people in her life. She is. It's just it's just the way it is. So we're training up our child in the way they should go. So when they're older, they will not depart from it. Proverbs twenty two six. So save and save and save. Invest invest invest. Get your kids going in the right direction. And you got to take care of you first though. Don't jump in and open up an ESA or a five twenty nine or UGMA account to save for your kids' future if you are still in debt. If you don't even have retirement going. So make sure you take care of you. Then we start taking care of the kiddos. So, hey, thank you guys so much for listening today. Let's do the right thing. Let's invest for our kids' future. Invest for our kids' college. I hope you learned something today here on episode 13, Save for Your Kids' College. Three ways to invest for your kids' future. You guys like us on Facebook, Big Days, Money & Marriage Podcast. Click like. Shoot us a message. Shoot us an email. CoachMyMoney at gmail.com. Hope you guys have a wonderful day. God bless. Money Marriage Podcast. This is where you get advice. I can make your marriage nice. I can get your money right. Money Marriage Podcast. I can help you some coach my money at gmail.com